This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. And today I'm joined with Laurie Cheek, who is the founder, CEO of the app Cheeked, which is a Bluetooth dating app which bridges the gap between technology and real-life interactions. Laurie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So one of the first things that I want to start with is why did you decide to start the app? What was the, the main inspiration for you? Well, I've always had the itch to be an entrepreneur. I think my entire life, even when I was a kid, I was sort of having these strange ventures. But, you know, I, I never had um, an idea that I couldn't stop thinking about, like the one that I finally built. Uh, after practicing architecture and design for 16 years in New York, I came up with this idea that I literally could not stop thinking about. And it hasn't always been an app. So I was inspired one night when I was out to dinner with another architectural colleague, and he scribbled on the back of his business card, want to have dinner? And he slipped that to a woman as we were leaving the restaurant. He left with a date based on him handing that card, and I left with this idea. So the first iteration of our business was these cards called cheeked cards. So they were dating cards. So if I saw a cute guy on the subway or at a bar, I could slip him a card. And they said all sorts of funny things on the other side, like, don't let me get away. There's one that says, don't overthink this. I couldn't find a napkin. Anyway, there was a deck of these 50 cards. So it was like a privacy protected way of handing and I like, you know, to a total stranger without any personal information on the card and they could come back on and find you online. Um, so it was like online dating, but it started in the real world. Reminds me of those um, sweets. Are they love hearts? Is that, is that the right name? Reminds me of those where they've got little sort of phrases on them. Yeah. You know what? We were going to turn these cards into just about anything that you could hand to people. And we actually thought about doing that years ago. So. Uh, I launched this business, I think it was 11 years ago. Wow, 11 years ago. So George, you took us back all the way 11 years. Also, how far into it did it become an app? And what was the, what was the main thought process behind it? Because if I'm not mistaken, you were on, is it Shark Tank, was it? Is that yeah. right for your, for your business idea as well? So talk us through that sort of process as well. Yeah. So a few years into this card business, well, actually, after I launched it, we ended up on the cover of the style section of the New York Times and it said, move over match.com. This is the next generation of online dating. That article like blew up my business in a way I never dreamt. Like I was pretty sure I was like designing my jet airplane because I thought I was going to become a billionaire like in a minute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's not how it worked. Um but even after that, I had people flying from all over the world. Journalists were coming from all over the place to film me talking about this new idea of how to meet people. Um, you know, a few years into it, I made a lot of mistakes hiring the wrong developers um, over and over and over again. So I pretty much was just putting all my savings into a paper shredder, ran out of money. And then one of my friends was like, the Shark Tank is accepting applications. This would be such a cute idea for the show. So I applied and filled out the application online, closed my computer, forgot I'd done it. And I guess it was about three months later, 
I got the phone call and it took a year from that day forward to actually end up on the show. I mean, there are like 60,000 applicants, I think, and there's like 80 that make the cut. So that was pretty exciting. Anyway, scariest day of my life. They told me to quit what I was doing and go back and get my job in architecture. <laughs> so wow. I didn't go so well. Yeah. So I had a business partner that ended up buying out my old business partners and he funded the business. And within a month after the Shark Tank aired, we had sat down and wanted to rethink how to take this cloud that the Shark Tank created over the business. And uh, we came up with this Bluetooth app idea. So it still was leveraging technology to help people meet in the real world. So it's a Bluetooth app. So if you walk into a crowded bar or a gym or a cafe, who else is on the app, it will give you an alert. So it's the only real-time right here dating app on the market. So similar to the cards, but it's eco-friendly now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely better for the environment now. Uh, so you go into, let's say, a bar then, and whoever's on Bluetooth and has the app comes up. It's almost like... It's like virtual networking in real time, isn't it? For for a lot of, you know, for want of a, a better way of putting it. It's amazing how it's real time. That's the bit that sort of caught my eye as well, because there's so many dating apps and dating websites out there, but you never really know who's who. And, you know, we all, we all glamorize ourselves in a lot of ways. So there's there's a definite sort of transparency with the app as well, because you can actually meet them then and there, you know, it's it's in real time. That's the bit that really, really caught my eye. What, what sort of benefits would people get from using the app versus a website? Well, a website won't give you that Bluetooth connectivity. So, and I think, you know, I've always said the one thing that technology cannot do, so all of these other apps where you're swiping through all these strangers from the comfort of your couch at home, it it's missing what matters most in a human connection, which is chemistry. And I think that's where we enter because this is about right here, right now, real time, who's in the room, eye contact, and potentially sparking a conversation face-to-face. That's very real as well. You mentioned that we are missing the connection, which is probably going to get more and more so as the the years go on and technology tends to take over our lives to a certain degree. But I can definitely see how how this bridges the gap. What has been the, the biggest hurdle with creating something like this because there is a lot of competition there's a lot of other solutions i guess now obviously the the bluetooth does set you apart which is amazing as we've just discussed but what has been the biggest hurdle for for getting this off the ground and making it successful (laughs) how long do we have (laughs) there's been like tons of hurdles like when I thought I had been through every obstacle that an entrepreneur can endure, I got hit with the worst thing ever. And then, then in walks COVID, because, you know, in a time of social distancing over 15 months, there's no crowded bars. There's no 
crowded gyms. There's no crowds anywhere. So our app's taken a pretty big hit over the past um, pandemic. And you know that great opportunity of me going on the Shark Tank, even though I failed miserably, it was a, an amazing opportunity just to tell the 8 million viewers from that show my idea and thought potentially there might be someone that wanted to fund me from their couch. And I did have about 50 investors that had written me after the show. So to make a long story short, one of those 8 million viewers was someone that shot a lawsuit at me for stealing his idea and pitching his idea on the shark tank. Wow. So for nearly four years, I've been fighting that lawsuit, which just came to an end. I won the lawsuit because I didn't steal this man's idea. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that was like unexpected legal expenses, which I never dreamt of something so insane coming at me. Uh, it was truly debilitating for me personally and for my business. And then there's COVID. So those have been the two biggest struggles. And um, yeah, we're coming out of this. I've uh, spent over $125,000 fighting that lawsuit, all of which could have gone straight into my app. So um, yeah, that's that's the answer to your question. Pretty intense, pretty intense situation to be in. I mean, how how do you prove something like that? Because it sounds like it's your word against theirs initially. Like, what's the okay? So hold on, I I've never even seen this person. I don't know what this man looks like. I've never seen a picture of him. You can't find an image of him online. Um, right. So how could you steal someone's idea that you don't know? So he was in a, seeing a therapist many, many years ago, and he claims he told his therapist about this dating card idea, and he thinks his therapist told me. Meanwhile, I never had met the therapist. She was also in the lawsuit. We signed affidavits that she and I did not know each other. This lawsuit, it just kept going. So, um, no, it is like the craziest thing ever. But how... How did that even go on for? Because you've never met the guy. A lot I've never of him, him or the therapist. Yeah. How? I don't know. In America, our legal system is so backwards. Because in other countries, if you shoot a frivolous lawsuit at someone, you're responsible for the legal fees. Mm. Yeah. That's not the case, as far as you're concerned. No. It's not the case, but the nice twist here is that the lawyer that took this case ended up having to pay a portion of our legal fees. Ah, uh, okay. Right. So there was that. But, um, yeah, the man that sued me is just not in trouble, nothing. So you, you can sue anybody for anything here, and you really don't have any skin out of the game if you win or lose. Right, that seems a bit of a strange position to be in when you can sue somebody without any repercussions, but then the costs go almost everywhere else. Um, very, very weird. But yeah. I appreciate you, you sharing that, Laurie. I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world to talk about. So I just want to give people the chance to say, you know, it's it's difficult to really understand what, 
what goes on with something like that and how you get to the other side of it, especially when it's confusing and there's so many complications with things like that that it's just worth painting a picture for those that have no idea what it's really like. So on the other side of that then, did you end up better off because of the fact that it was yours and nobody did steal it? Like, was there any sort of icing on the cake as far as that's concerned? I, every day, I'm looking for the silver lining in what happened. And I just, I think it's still ahead of me. I haven't figured it out other than I always say what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And I could be the walking poster child of that statement because it didn't kill me. And (laughs) I don't know. I'm like bulletproof at this point. But other than that, yeah, I can't figure out why this happened. And yeah, it's four years of my life. So one of the viewers obviously tried it on, essentially. They tried to take the idea from you. Am I right in saying that there was another viewer that invested as well? Oh, so not a viewer. So this was someone that I'd been working with for years. And right before I went out to film the Shark Tank, he came to me and said, I have been watching you for years. And if anyone's going to make this a thing, it's going to be you and I want to get involved. So that's who that was. That was a personal contact. Right. But he coming out and with me for the Shark Tank. And uh, then we sat down and did the deal. And he's my business partner to this day. So what are the main the main steps that you took after that? So you had somebody come forward <clears throat> that was prepared to help you, you know, help you get this thing off the ground. What was what was step one? What was the initial meeting like? Because you you were ready to, to go bigger with this, you were ready to really, you know, explode the market with this thing, being being a one of a kind app, of course. What were the next steps that talk us through that initial sort of how do you do this well it was almost like we were starting over because coming out of shark tank we threw the cards away practically and um then we sat down to brainstorm about how to create this concept into a mobile app because everybody just wants to be on their phones they don't want to carry a deck of cards around in their pocket so um that was the beginning and we hired an agency in new york um and they helped brainstorm this Bluetooth idea as well. So that's that's where it all started. And it took way longer to build the app than I ever dreamt. Cost way more. Um, one of the lessons that I've learned in entrepreneurship: it's never what you think it's going to be. <laughs> um, but we just uh, we've been tight ever since. And he's uh, a serial savvy tech entrepreneur and. He's been a great asset to me and my business over the past six, seven years now. Would you always advise people have someone that's technology-minded when it comes to starting apps and things of that nature? 100%. So that could easily be the biggest mistake I ever made. So when I launched my business, I got two guys on board. They were both business guys. So I ended up getting equity to pretty much clones of each other, which made no sense. I needed one of them. I didn't need, you know, twinsies doing the same thing. And uh, I, we hired all the wrong web developers throughout the initial 
launch of my business, just like tearing up the website over and over and over again. And finally, this third developer was like, you know, this thing is so messed up. You might as well just build a brand new website than even try to fix what's been broken here. So yeah, if I had someone with skin in the game, a tech person on board from day one, I probably never would have needed to go on the Shark Tank, but who knows what would have happened. I guess that's one of the the lessons as well, is that you, you don't know what the alternative is going to be, so you may as well just decide and go down and go down that road, because you're never going to know the alternative no matter what you pick. If there's three options and you pick one, you're not going to know what the other two are going to be because you've decided. You know, you've got no choice as far as alternatives go, yeah? Yeah, and then, you know, outsourcing technology is just, it's ridiculously expensive. So that's why I think it makes sense to have someone in-house when you're doing something that's so tech-heavy. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, when you consider the app is a technology-driven thing. It's not a it's not a physical business. It's not a brick-and-mortar type situation, is it? No, far from. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you see Cheeked going then? So for those that don't know, we haven't mentioned the actual name yet. Um, it is Cheeked. So how do you see the future looking for the app and for yourself? Well, our app is pretty beaten up right now for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. So we've got some repairing to do, um, which is going to cost more money. But there is also... Um, a new idea that I have, which I, it won't be cheap, but it's a sort of a nice spinoff. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I left New York City. I rented a car and drove to my home state of Kentucky just to get out of New York and hide from what was getting ready to hit Manhattan. And I never went back. So it's 15 months later, and I think I live officially in Louisville, Kentucky. But you know, moving to a new city in the middle of a pandemic was, it was sort of heart-wrenching because it was so impossible to make connections and to meet people. And that's, you know, that's the fuel of my life. That's the fuel of my business. I'm such a social outgoing person, but I just found myself in such loneliness because you couldn't go sit at a bar and like everywhere in New York, you sit at a bar, you, your best friend is, your future best friend is going to be sitting right next to you or a date. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was difficult, but I have an idea, again, that I cannot stop thinking about still, and it's sort of creating a more organic experience and making connections, but not just for dating, but for business, for hobbies, for people that like to fish. Um, so my idea is a little bit like chat roulette. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know. And then you get shot into a, a video. Like, there's no... There's no texting. There's it just throws you into a room. Like if you walked into a, a networking meeting, there's you don't look the people up before. You walk in and you walk up to somebody and talk to them. So that's that was my app idea during the pandemic and I I wanna build it. <laughs> so you're you're definitely an extrovert though, would I be right in saying that? You'd be very accurate in saying that. <laughs> so as that been the the filter for the face-to-face or the real-time engagement then like why you 
you went to the the dating world and you realized that there was something wrong in terms of it's not live it's not in the moment as as being an extrovert maybe played a part in in wanting that for you, for for yourself and maybe others as well well you know when i first got here i ended up buying a bike and all I did all day was bike around and then I started realizing how beautiful it was here and I started photographing everything. So these are two of my major hobbies that I've picked up over the pandemic. I mean, I've always cycled, but there's a point where I ended up joining a bike club and I have so much in common with these people because all we do is bike and then we go drink craft beer and it's just like the coolest group of people. So I don't know. Just like that, if I had this app a year ago, I feel like I would have found these people sooner. People that are passionate about hobbies like that, like people that are knitting. I don't know. People that just have questions about Scrabble or anything. So you could just put in whatever it is that you want to talk to somebody about. Or there's a wild card. So maybe you come in after going to the bar at night and you just, you can press a button and it spins and then you're thrown into this conversation with, who knows. That sounds like the the start of a new social media app, especially with everything being so live now, like all of the different social media apps, you can go live, you can live chat with people, but it's all pretty much pre-organized for the most part. So what you're saying is this is you click on an interest or whatever sort of section that you want to have a conversation on and then the app automatically puts you into a, a live a live conversation with people. That sounds pretty cool. I mean I can't imagine that being can't imagine it being difficult to how can I put it? To be adopted by other people as well especially with live streaming being so popular and video calls and all those things i can picture that being it quite interesting to see how it does in terms of how many people use it have you done much thought about it or has it literally been like a fairly recent thing oh no this has been easy over a year like you know another thing that i've been missing is like actual business networking um so I feel like it's a great app for that. You know, we actually, we built another app that was a spinoff of Cheek called Networked. So it was a Bluetooth networking app. So it was like LinkedIn, but real time. Yeah. So if you walked into a conference, you could see who's there and it would tell you, you could set filters of like who's hiring, who's looking for a job, what kind of people you want or just general networking. Then you could set up a, a coffee meeting with them. So I feel like this is this new app idea of mine is a mix of both of those, but with a whole other world too. And then if like nobody's on the live chat, then you can it'll alert you when someone's ready to talk. Oh, okay, cool, very interesting. Um, so you've built quite a few apps. Then do you have a a process in place for that, or like how would you advise people go about building their own if they wanted to? <laughs> Again, I'd say get a developer on your team. So as simple as find someone that can do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And bring them on board. 
as quickly as possible. So yeah, but you know, finding good developers is like finding a needle in a haystack, sort of. Uh, so that's the tricky part. Yeah, I imagine it's it's a case of almost like trial and error to a certain degree, and then you hope that the one that you pick is is the one that, that gels well with you and can also do the the job as well. It's definitely a uh, a tricky business, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think apps are actually getting a lot easier to build. I mean, not easy enough that I want to do it myself, but I know there's a lot of student programs out there, so people are on a lean budget that you could actually find a student that could take it off the ground for you. That makes sense, actually. It's one of those, if there's a will, there's a way type moments. You'll find a way of of doing it. Uh, just one of the things that, that came to my mind then is what if nobody where you are has the app? So this, this kind of implies that they have to have the app in the vicinity for it to work. Like, is there an oh, app? Oh, so this isn't, this isn't location-based, but you can set it up for location-based. So like when I wanted to find people to bike with, then I would put in a location and that would work with a GPS. But... You know, if I got a question about fixing the engine on my Camaro, it could be anyone in the world. So it's a worldwide app. That's cool. Yeah, there's going to have to be some traction. So I'm not going to have all these filters like talking about salamanders till we're like really big. So out of the gate, it will be just like business, dating, wild card, socializing, whatever. So some vague things to start. What about Cheek then? Is that based on the same thing whereby it's worldwide and you've got the sort of in the vicinity type system as well? Or is that purely location based? Yeah, so we did open it up to GPS. So you can set your range to just the Bluetooth, which is 30 feet. And, you know, that's it's been tricky to get enough people, even in New York City, for this app to do its magic because that means within 30 feet, there's got to be some people. Like I remember walking down the street in Soho when we first launched the app and I got a notification, like one of my first random notifications <laughs> and the person didn't have a picture on their profile, but I forgot what the guy's name was, like Ryan or something. And I remember I was on the street and I screamed, Ryan! <laughs> That's called founder hustle. But <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! Walking down the street screaming. To be fair, though, thirty feet, like you would, he'd probably hear you, wouldn't he? If you scream like nobody, but I probably he probably looked at me like I was crazy. So <laughs> yeah. that's not how the app is really meant to work. Like you would send the person a message or wave or wink at them. You don't just start screaming their name. Yeah, yeah. I I, I imagine you don't come across in the right way. Ryan, just walk past. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. <laughs> Even if my name was Ryan, I probably still wouldn't. I probably still wouldn't say it was me. I know, but you know, like there's so many crazy people in New York. I felt like it was okay. <laughs> yeah. The culture of everyone screams down the street. This That's is usual in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got so many ideas, then so many things that are running through that little head of yours. Do you see this being a constant thing for you? Do you see this being something that you're doing like forever? Like, what what's the future like for you? Well, I say that entrepreneurship is a blessing and a curse. So there is no way. Like when the sharks told me to go back and get my job in architecture, 
I can't do it. I mean, I'm, I'll always be an architect at heart, but I can't go work for someone else. And yeah, now that I've gone off the deep end with building apps and coming up with app ideas, I, I just keep coming up with them. But again, it's got to be the right one. Like I remember handing my mom Bumble once just to show her how these apps are working. I was like, why don't you swipe on Bumble for me and we'll see who you pick. Cause like, you know, mothers know best. So uh, let's, let's see who you think might be good for me. But then of course, watching her do that, like, Oh, he's sort of cute. And I was like, Oh, I never would have done that. But then I had to talk to the person. So it's almost like my mom was pushing me on these dates with people she approved of, or she thought were cute. So I came up with another app idea. I bought the URL, uh, wingmom, wingmom.me. That's what I bought. So your mother becomes the wing person. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture so, so many issues with that already. Well, there could be issues or it might work. So anyway, I never built that. But yeah, I just keep coming up with ideas. And one of them is going to be the next big thing. Suppose it could be friends, though. Like, do you, like, choose who the person is, or is it automatically, like, your mother doing it? Okay, so then we also came up with, uh, was it Wing Crew, or, um, yeah, that was another one of the ideas. I forgot what we called that one, though. So, yeah, you could have six six people on your team, your, your friends, that are swiping for you. Yeah. God, I hate to I hate to relinquish control to six of my friends, control my dating life for me. That would be that'd you be just I know. I never know. I've got I've got like quite a vast array of friends. So the the people that they pick be like, not bad and then whoa no 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 thanks. That's that's gotta be a no from me, thank you very much. Um so yeah, it it'd have to be very, very selective with uh, who you give control over your dating life to. <laughs> That's true. Or if you're just really bored, you go on all sorts of kind of dates and you just, you never know. I can picture that happening. <laughs> oh, crazy stuff. Well, Laurie, this has been very, very interesting, very fascinating. The world of apps is definitely growing and it's definitely changing. And I like how you're focused on the live elements, the in-the-moment elements, and I think that's definitely something that bridges the real world with technology. I was speaking to somebody just recently that was doing similar as well, like how you sort of like mapping technology in the moment to sort of find places to go and all that sort of thing. So... I'm liking the direction that technology is going just off the back of these conversations that I'm having. I think it's very productive to do that because it's so easy to to not do that. It's so easy to not have that in-the-moment live interaction with apps as well. Is it Bluetooth that allows you to do that or is there some other magic thing that, that you guys do in particular? Yeah, I mean, I think Bluetooth is really the answer right now because anything beyond the Bluetooth radius becomes a delay. Like GPS is not real time and GPS, I think, starts at 800 and something feet. So that's, you're not really crossing that person in real time. But 
you know, my whole goal is just to make this whole online experience with technology more organic and true to life. So even though this new app idea won't be a Bluetooth-based app, it will still allow you to feel like you're walking into a networking group or you're walking into a bar or a cafe. I like that, and I think that that is a great way to round off. I think we've covered a lot in a short space of time. It's been very, very cool. My brain's still popping with thoughts and things that we could that we could go, but I, I think that I think that that's my brain playing tricks on me. So, <laughs> but we won't go down that go down that road. But Laurie. Um, how can people find out more about you? How can people get involved with your world and maybe take advantage of some of the apps that you have going on? Well, the easiest way is finding me on Cheeked, which is Cheek with a D as in dog, uh, on pretty much every social platform. So that's the easiest way to find me. Probably Instagram is the best. Awesome, Laurie. Well, thanks again for being a guest on the show. Really enjoyed our conversation. For those that are new to the show, subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes and you can take a look at all of our past episodes as well. And if you really enjoyed the show, feel free to tag myself and Laurie on social media telling us what you thought. It's been amazing and I will see you all again on the next episode.